You'll turn with me in your Bibles to Colossians chapter 1. We'll be looking at verses 13 and 14 today. Through the Advent series season, we've been doing a little series on Colossians 1, 15 through 23, this great ancient Christian hymn and statement of the supremacy of Christ and his lordship over creation and over the church and over all of life. And so here, Christmas Eve, as we pause to reflect on these things, we're going to go and look at the the little introduction to that whole section and consider what it means that Christ is not just the Lord. He is our Lord. Lord. This is God's word. Colossians chapter 1, verses 13 and 14. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, take your word. Give it life. Lord, pierce the darkness that may hinder our souls, our lives. Clear the way for us to behold Jesus Christ, our Lord. For we ask it in his name. Amen. So I don't know what your Christmas Eve traditions look like. When I was growing up, there was always the Christmas Eve service, and then we would go home and have dinner, and everybody got to choose one gift to open. In all of my years of gift opening and gift giving, I've come to the realization that there are basically two types of people when it comes to gifts. There are those who want to be surprised, and then there are those who already know what they want. All right? And... Maybe you know which one you are. I know which one I am. My family knows which one I am. And, and, and you need to hear me say this. My family may need to hear me say this. One's not better than the other. Because sometimes surprises can result in disappointment. My parents gave me some of the most incredible gifts growing up as a child. But, but the one thing that every Christmas I always longed for, that always made it to the very top of my list, was a little police car with flashing lights. And whether it was because of technology or availability, I never saw one. I never got one. And all of the surprises couldn't hide the disappointment from not getting the thing that I knew that I really, really wanted. Of course, All is not lost. When I was like 25, I saw one at Walmart and made my dad buy it for me. So (laughs) all's well that ends well. Of course, controlling what you get, already knowing what you want and making sure that that's the thing that you get, that, that has its downfalls too because you never really get to experience the uncontrolled delight of being seen by someone else who really gets you. Not that they just got you the thing you wanted, but that they get you enough to surprise you with something that brings delight. Some of us want to be surprised. Some of us already know what we want. But according to this passage of Scripture, the ultimate Christmas gift contains a little bit of both. 
First thing I want you to see here is in this word transferred. He has transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. We see a gift here, and we are that gift. Now maybe, maybe you've never thought of that before. Maybe that makes you feel uncomfortable because when you think about what kind of gift are we really with all of our faults and foibles and weaknesses and frailties and bad habits, we don't seem like much. And this passage reminds us that we are born into a domain of darkness. There's not much about us that seems worthy of being a gift. And yet, the Heavenly Father, in His wisdom and in His love and in His grace, so great was His love for His only begotten Son that He gathered for His Son a people, a kingdom, and He filled it, filled it with us. With his, his people, his children, his church. And it's a glorious thing. And when we think about our Lord Jesus in his reception of this gift, it doesn't come to him as a surprise. He knows those who are his. He came to seek and save the lost. He bore in his body their sins on the cross. He knows them each by name and he holds them fast with his unshakable, unchanging grace. We are the gift he desired for as the writer of Hebrews reminds us that it was for the joy set before the Lord that he endured the cross despising its shame. That joy, whether you want to believe it or not, was us. We're it, his people. And before you start thinking about all of the reasons why you might not be worthy to be counted among them, think, think about what a child's most precious possession is going to become in this Christmas season. And maybe you've already thought of all the gifts that they would receive. Maybe you filled, maybe kids, you filled out your list and you already hope and you're holding it. But, but time, is going, time is going to pass and you're going to find that a child will give up every Christmas gift they've ever received if only to keep their blankie or their nub-nub or that, you know, the one, the one thing, they can't sleep without it, they can't be without it, do not leave that, go on a trip for two weeks. Like, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how tattered or torn or ripped apart or worn out or smelly or dirty that blankie is. That child loves it and doesn't want to be left without it. How much more does our Lord Jesus Christ, who already knows 
already knows all of the things that could keep you from him, all of the things that could disqualify you from being transferred into the kingdom of heaven. He already knows all of the things that might make you the most unworthy gift to be ever given to anyone in the history of creation. He already knows these things, and he knows. Yet you are his joy and delight. And it is for that. He cleared the way in the sacrifice of himself for you to be transferred out of the domain of darkness and into his kingdom where you can live in his joy and delight forever. From a certain point of view, the whole Christmas story The whole trajectory of it is about you. Why did the Lord come if not to seek and claim those who are his own? You are his people. His precious gift, his beloved possession. The second thing I want you to see, and the last thing, is found in this word, redemption. Because it's not just that we are a gift. So great is our God, we also receive a gift. And it's not any gift. We get lots of gifts. You know, you have the white elephant gift exchange, and you get the coffee mug that's shaped like, I don't know, a boot or something that you don't want to drink out of. And you find a way to have that show up at the next white elephant Christmas gift exchange. You just, you know, we have gifts and eventually they wear out or they get tossed aside, but not this gift. Because what we find is that in Christ, we have been delivered from the domain of darkness. We have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. And in in what way? How is it that we have this? What is is it that has made this gift possible? It's, It's all in Him, in the beloved Son, in Christ. We have everything we need to live in the presence of God boldly, freely, in joy and delight, with our sins forgiven, with our lives redeemed. We receive that gift, not just the gift of redemption, the very gift of the Son. He is given from the Father. The Father so loved His Son, He gave them a people. He so loved His people, He gave His only begotten Son. Whosoever should believe in Him would not perish, but have everlasting life. We receive this incredible surprise of a gift that we who are frail and weak and finite and prone to worry and prone to wander and prone to sin and prone to rebel, we receive the Father's most prized possession. His only Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, is given freely to us that we might have redemption. We might have the forgiveness of sins. And so in another sense, 
that the glory of the Christmas story is all about Him. All about the Lord Jesus, who He is and what He's done, His love, His forgiveness, the good news of His coming, and the reality that He is our Lord. And so you can't grapple with the meaning of Christmas. We shouldn't grapple with the purpose of gifts without grappling with this great, incredible gift. A gift that is a a known surprise, if such a thing was possible. And the gift is this. Christ the Lord is our Lord. We are his people. And he sets us free to live in the joy and the light of that reality. Because he loves us. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise. that You are such a generous God. That you would be so giving. That you would be so abounding with grace. That we could call you our Lord. And we could rest in the reality that we are your people, members of your kingdom. Help us, O Lord, to be those who overflow with this thanksgiving and delight that more might hear of who you are, that they too, in Christ, might be transferred from the domain of darkness into the kingdom of your beloved Son. We ask these things, Heavenly Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.